Welcome everyone to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips too. So let's get the show started. All right, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs to our listeners around the world. Welcome to our Drive Time listeners, Talk Radio WWDB, and our news station, WPEN HD2 97.5 FM. Today's show, Maya Elon will talk to us about Maya's Meals in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Phyllis Jablonowski. From Eventricity Event Planning will join us. And then we're going to end the show with one of my favorite cheesesteaks, Michael Sarian from Curly's Comfort Food in Levittown, PA, will join us at the end of this program. Amaris Pollock, introduce your fantastic guest. I would like to introduce Maya Elon, who is lo- who has Maya's Meals, who's located in Haddonfield, New Jersey, to our listeners. My, how are you doing today? Hi, Amaris. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for having me on the show. No problem. Thank you for joining us. Um, now, why I definitely, I fell in love from first bite for all of your falafel. I th- I believe I had the falafel sandwich the first time I came in. Right. Um, and, and your tahini shake. I was blown away. Um, why don't you tell our listeners about how you got started and, you know, what inspired you to open up this restaurant? So it all started out over the pandemic, to be honest, with meal prepping uh, through the house. I was pushed by my children and my family and close friends for meal prepping. And I didn't really feel comfortable doing that, being, being in the middle of a pandemic and people feeling weird. But believe it or not, um, people loved it for porch pickups. Every time I would put out a post, people would look just like wait, and they they would order and order and wait for my next post. And what are you what are you gonna offer next? And it was simply amazing. And and it just opened my doors to something that I believed in for so many years um, of opening up. Um, I almost did so like almost four years ago in Marlton, and I kind of took a step back. I thought that I wasn't ready, and and I guess this pandemic just brought it out of me, which which is so amazing because I grew a following of clientele and and I opened my doors to a new business with clientele waiting for me, which is beyond beyond like blessed. Um, and just so it's fantastic. This whole thing is fantastic. I mean, it definitely is fantastic. Everybody I talk about uh, talk to about your your meals um i boast about because i mean in in the back of the shirt um this is a a family related show so i don't know if i can actually say (laughs) what your shirt says but um it's all about the falafel balls and oh it's not all about the balls it's okay (laughs) Um, i have a a house my oldest is a girl and then i have three boys and it can be any balls, it could be falafel balls, sports balls, whatever you guys, but it gives people something to talk about, and I think it's just great. Um, and, and I want to say that, you know, they taste amazing. Um, you Thank know, you. yeah, they're, they're nice and tender. Like I love how they come out. They're nice and warm. They have a lot of flavor. 
you know, and then you also you build up that sandwich. I normally I would think that, you know, seeing a, a pita bread sandwich, I would say like, oh, I'm, I could eat two of those. And I I can't. <laughs> I actually um, can only eat one and I am stuffed by the end of it. And part of the reason why is because you build it up so well. You know, we fill it. We build it with love. The more we can fit in there, the better. Um, and that's how I do. I love being in the kitchen. I love feeding people. I love seeing people eat and enjoy their food. And the more they eat, the happier I am. Exactly. Now, um, you said that you started out with porch pickups. Is that how you streamlined and just, you know, came about your decision on your final menu that you offer in, in the store? Yeah, so when I did porch pickup during the pandemic from the house, I had random things. I had my my main thing was hummus, hummus shawarma, hummus cauliflower, random falafel, and all that. And I did also have a salmon dish that people were crazy about, but that's off the menu. Um, so I did say I went with vegan um, and kosher. I was I just felt that it had such a large um clientele and a lot of people turning away from me um but then again people that are meat eaters come here and they just love it i mean it's falafel um it's it's a middle it's a middle eastern street food um and there's nothing not to love about it um so i did stay with the vegan concept and i was and i made it kosher i was determined to make it as kosher as can be so I can um, have our local community enjoy a place here in South Jersey that is so much needed. Um, and, and I'm just so happy and blessed that I, that I had that, um, the support from the community and, and the kosher um, industries and, and the rabbis, the local rabbis helped me gain that certificate for everybody to come and enjoy. I was going to say, like, I wanted to mention you were certified kosher. You're not just, you know, offering up a kosher menu. You are actually certified in the kosher um, environment or. Correct. Yes. Correct. And, and we are the, certified under the Keystone K of Greater Philadelphia. See, and that's important. That's important information for our listeners to know. The You know, those yeah. of our listeners who are, you know, enjoying foods that are kosher or would like to enjoy foods that are kosher. Um, and also right. our vegan our vegan listeners too, they're, you know, and our healthier listeners, you know, people always look to us and say, you know, we'll get emails, Kevin can, can attest to this. Yep, vegetarians are top uh, most asked question is for, you know, right. ve- vegan and vegetarian. People wanna know where the, can they go? Amazing, amazing. Um, I did work up a tahini shake which is, you know, it's dairy-free almond milk, unsweetened almond milk, um, with baked syrup, tahini, and soy-based. It's delicious for whoever had it and is willing to try it. They'll love it. And and I would like to say, because you know this already, I've already said this to you physically, um, but I am, I've had tahini shakes before and not been impressed. I went here and I was like apprehensive of your tahini shake for that reason. And you gave like one of your, I think it was one of your children were working that day. And um, they gave me a sample of your tahini shake and I tried it and I was like, oh my God, I need this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I ordered one of your, um, one of your 
large, you know, regular sized tahini shakes, but it's so good that um, Marilyn, who's Philly Grub, for our listeners that are out there, she she and I met up there, and I went a second time because I, you know, I just I can't get enough. I want to go back yeah. again. But one of the things that we said, one of our takeaways, is we were like, we want to bring like a bucket and fill it with the tahini shake. <laughs> it is good. It's very light and it's, it's lightly sweetened as well. It's not, you know, over sweet. It's it's really light and yummy. <laughs> yeah. And you also offer other things inside your store as well that, you know, are either kosher or vegan friendly. And one of the things that I walked away from with was uh, the Nutella. In essence, it's Nutella, but it was made differently. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that? So it's a non-dairy chocolate spread. It's vegan, obviously, and it's just delicious. I mean, it's one of Israel's um, oldest, oldest and greatest products that, you know, Nutella is, you know, here very known and very popular, but it's a non-dairy chocolate spread, and it's delicious. I mean, even if you just spread it on toast or whatever it is, it's amazing. So we do have, like, a little corner with a little option for shops. Which I have that. I have the date syrup. I have the, the sesame paste available. The Israeli pickles that people love. It's a whole. Yeah. There's there's a whole section, you know, for that you could not only enjoy the food when you walk in, you can also do things like take the takeouts and the tahini. The fact that you have the tahini that you use in your actual foods. I think that's stellar because, you know, if you walk in and you taste what you're creating, you're going to want that. You're going to walk away and go, I would love to have the products that you use in in your foods. So, yeah, my pleasure. It's so good. <laughs> it is. What what would be one of your favorite meals that you actually I mean, I know you, you're in, involved in that ev- on a day to day basis, but what's one of your favorite meals that you make? So, I mean. So it's the same product, you know, just served differently. If it was me, all the way go in the either on the bowl, can you can stuff your own pita or take it in the pita. It's it's the most authentic way you can have a falafel sandwich is in the pita bread. And your pita bread, because I've I've had pita where sometimes it's not as fluffy. I love your pita bread because it's a good solid, you know, pita bread. And, and yeah. yeah, and, you know, you can go in there and you can order pita and hummus, um, but you can also order extra pita. And I want to, you know, just kind of let our listeners know that, too, because they're going to want to order extra pita because you stuff even your bowls. Right. Yeah. So the pita bread is they come from New, from a New York bakery and they're delicious. They are exactly how we would buy them in Israel. They are, and they can hold anything in there. They're so, even the smell mimics Israel's pita bread. Um, so we can't get any closer to that. But it's it's really light and fluffy and, and good. Yeah, it's it's definitely, and I, I had ordered a bunch the last time that, the well, the first time that I went in, I had ordered a bunch of your pita to go along home with me with the hummus, which right. you're, which you your hummus is amazing because the way that you flavor it is outstanding um but i you know but i was dipping into that a lot (laughs) (laughs) no yeah so the hummus and tahini that i make i i i believe in less is more 
Um, I don't like putting a lot of spices in my things. I don't like putting a lot of seasoning in heavily. Um, personally, because I, I'm not a fan of a lot of seasonings and spices, so I keep it. I try to keep it tasty and simple. That's great. Now, um, for our listeners, can you let them know how to find you? Yeah. So I am on Facebook and on Instagram. It's Maya's Meals. M I A S. Meals, M-E-A-L-S, and I have the green logo um, in case another one comes up. And, um, yeah, and my website is mayasmeals.com, um, and anything and everything you would like to know is there. And I am in Haddonfield. <laughs> I'm so proud to be in Haddonfield. I love it. The, the local community is so happy for me. They're so happy that I'm here. They want to kiss me over the counter. <laughs> And I'm so happy that I didn't open another like pizzeria or something. Yeah, exactly. Because I know I was ecstatic. So I was more than happy to bring you on. And I thank you for joining us on on Food Farms and Chefs. Um, Kevin. Thank you so much, Maya. Um, Can I say one more thing? Absolutely. Go ahead. I know we just started off literally Father's Day two, three weeks ago. So we have gotten so much love and support from everyone and so much buzz. Definitely feel free if anybody's interested. We are going to probably open really soon for a franchise opportunity. Oh. Um, yeah, just call us and we can chat. That's oh. wonderful. All right. Thank you so much, Maya. And let's, uh, Haddonfield's a beautiful town, too. Yeah, It's it a is. nice yeah. day trip. So thank you for joining yeah. us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, let's Thank go to break. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And we'll go to break and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and promote your business or event on every single podcast platform, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music, in addition to WWDB Talk Radio every Tuesday at 6 p.m. evening drive time, email us today at Dining on a Dime at yahoo.com for our very low rate. And we're back. Chef Gene, introduce our very special guest. Well, at this time, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Phyllis Jablonowski, the owner and principal of Eventricity Event Planning, Queen of Hearts Wedding Consulting, a member of the Pennsylvania Restaurant Logic Association, board and one of the founding people behind the great campaign here to get the events industry and the wedding industry open with PA or let us marry PA Phyllis welcome to food farms and chefs thanks Gene I'm so excited to be here so Phyllis one of the big things I hear all the time as a event professional is well you know i'm thinking about a wedding planner i think about an event planner for my corporate event do i really need one and one of the things i tell people all the time is that you know like a tent you only need a tent in bad weather but if you don't have one you're going to get bad weather well you only need an event planner if it's a simple event but no event is simple so tell us a little bit about the value, the good, the bad, you know, what people need to know about what you do and what you bring to the table as we get into a very popular, you know, revitalization of our industry and, and weddings are kicking off again and corporate events are kicking off again and everything's taking off. Why people need to be aware of what you do. Sure. 
Well, I have to say, first, uh, before we get into why I do what I do, why events at all? So we are so excited to be back in the events game. It has been 15 or 18 months of very big struggles, not only for all the professionals, but all of the clients and all of the guests. So we are excited that we are at this point where we can gather again safely. People can feel confident that their venues and their events are going to be safe and that we can get back to what we want to do as being a social people. That's kind of what we are. So I'm so thrilled about that. But, you know, really, as you said, why hire a planner to begin with? What's the value? So I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. And I know when my brakes make those kind of crunchy sounds and my feet go down that there's something wrong with the car. Can I fix it? Can I take it to someplace cheap and cheerful? Maybe. Um, but I choose to take it to somebody that I trust because they'll know if I need new rotors or just my rotors cut or just new brake pads. And I have to um, rely on their expertise because cars is not my thing, unfortunately for my husband. You know, he's he, he, not my thing. But, so I think that it's really important to when you're investing all of this um, time, energy, and, and um, money into something that you want, you really want to provide an experience for people, that you go to somebody that can help you create that experience and make it happen the right way. Well, so take us through, if I, if I came to you and said, you know, Phyllis, um, I'm thinking about having a corporate fundraiser and I need help. What, you know, where do we begin? What do you, you know, what can you help me with? What's your role um, and, and how does that all work? So with our company, we actually are pretty all-encompassing. We will help you from very beginning to looking at the results at the end and everything in between. So what we start with every client, whether you're a corporate client or whether you're a bride, is really kind of goals and objectives, right? So we want to know what is it from your corporate side that you want to do? Is this an employee engagement event? Is this um, recognition? Is this a new product launch? Are you bringing a new group on? Have you done some mergers and acquisition? You know, what is it that we're trying to do? With the bride, are you looking for a particular feeling? Do you want a garden party? What is it that you want? What, what, at the end of the day, what does a home run look like to you? So that's where we start. We start with those goals and objectives because then I can actually use our expertise to help you achieve them. Um, we talk about vision. We talk about budget. Nobody knows, very few people, I should say, know what their budget really is um, for large events because it's not a purchase they make often. And so you want to make sure that you are getting value for every dollar that you invest in this event. And so we can help you get value for every dollar. We look at site selection. We look at contract negotiation. We look at travel for VIP guests. We look at room blocks. We look at timelines. We look at invites, printed material, electronic communications. We look at website or app development. We look at decor. We look at food and beverage. We look at entertainment. We help with transportation. 
We do awards and ceremonies. We look at kind of the, what I call the fine print. Do you have the right insurance? Are you covered? Are your suppliers covered? Do you have the right permits? Have you read the riders? Do you know what the clauses say? All of those kinds of what I call the fun part of the event. And then we manage the clock because during your event, that time flies and someone has to be managing the clock. So we manage the clock from that point. Um, we make sure that you as the, as the host eat, which sounds really crazy, but oftentimes you're not the one that eats during the day. We make sure you eat. We read the crowd to make sure if we have to adjust the timeline. Um, and at the end of the event, we wrap everything up. The last few hours is just making sure everything goes right, make sure everyone's back to where they need to be. And then we follow up, whether it's thank yous, a survey, some sort of, um, you know, gift or um, promise that you've made because of sponsors, make sure that's fulfilled. So we handle all of that from beginning to end. So without a planner, you run a risk of, of obviously mishaps and things like that. And I know in our industry, we're very big on, you know, the horror stories of it all and things like that. Um, anything you care to share about recent events or, or things that you know of in the industry <laughs> that, uh, you know, are the reasons why people should hire a planner to begin with? Well, you know, Gene, I said to you a couple of times, I think at, at some point, you know, you and I could sit down and write a book, right? We could write a book with some of the stories that the war stories we have, but um, just things that happened this weekend. Uh, we had a, a lovely um, couple spend an awful lot of time and planning. And that bride had a 30 foot long train, which no one knew until we arrived. So when hold, we, hold on for a second. That would be longer than like Princess Diana's train. That is correct. That, yes. Okay. <laughs> so this dress, when we walked into the room um, in the morning, this dress had its own room. So it went from the bed across the room, down a king size bed, across the room, out the doorway, down the hall, into the foyer. Was just the dress. <clears throat> Later in the in the. Um, after the ceremony, and again, this is someone who said, it's July, I don't need a tent for my outdoor ceremony. And if anybody was around on Saturday, you know we had um, very large storms. So we had um, 500 guests to try to accommodate in, an, in a very small inside space. Having said that, once we, once we got over that hurdle, um, this bride wanted a horse and carriage ride with a little Cinderella carriage. And it was lovely. We had a beautiful horse, wonderful um, people that managed the horse, beautiful carriage, except a 30-foot long train probably is not going to fit if, unless we don't want to take the groom with us. So we wound up figuring out how to remove a layer of train so we could actually fit her into the carriage. It's something new. You know, it's one of the things people often say to me, and I, I laugh. I get weird re requests, and a couple of years ago, I got one. Come Christmas time, people were doing a living nativity scene, and they were so thrilled because they needed a camel. And I said, "Oh, I can get you one of them." 
And everybody was like, you know, accolades, accolades, accolades. And I'm like, no, actually, I just called Phyllis Jablonowski at Eventricity. She told me where I could get a camel as well as an elephant if I really wanted one, too. So, you know, what you do is really provide dreams and resources to fulfill those dreams. It sounded like a little bit this weekend, you know, you had a bride who did not want to listen to some of those advice. And yeah. And so, you, you know, you, you have, everybody has their own comfort zone, right? They have their own um, idea of where they think they need help. I will tell you that if you were to survey 100 folks post-event and 100 folks that did not have a planner and you were to survey them post-event, whether it was a wedding or a corporate event, um, I would say at least 90% of them would tell you they should have had a planner. And that's really what it is. No one knows it. Everybody thinks that the planning industry, it's a great job. I must get 100 times a, you know, a day. Oh, you have such a fabulous job. You just, you plan parties. <laughs> You're always at a party. Okay. So it is true that I attend a lot of parties, but not as a guest. <laughs> you know, not as a guest. So we make sure that the party goes so that everyone else enjoys it. You know, no one is going to watch us sweat. We, we handle whatever it is that comes our way. One of the best things that we tell people is you need to be over-prepared. You need to have your stuff well together ahead of time. You need to have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. The client doesn't need to know it, but you need to have it. Because what's going to happen, dollars to donuts, is that something's going to occur that day. Something's going to occur. The raspberry that was supposed to be at the bottom of the champagne glass came in moldy. And so um, what are we going to do? Are we going without? Are we using another fruit? Or is one of my staff running out to get raspberries? Right? So those are the kinds of things that we fix all the time. Um, you know, we had at, at one point we had a group come and say, um, we don't need a floor in that tent, even though we had recommended a floor because of the um, terrain that we were in. No, 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 too much money, too much money. Okay, no problem. If it rains, no problem, because it drains very well here. Well, we had, I don't know, a big rainstorm, right, Jane? And it, uh, it rained for about four days straight, and we're talking yeah. about a wonderful wedding, yes, where the decision came where we had to relocate the entire wedding in about two hours notice. Um, my kudos to you and your team. Um, I was the caterer for that wedding. I was not at that wedding. I was in my own mud pit. Um, but yes, you relocated an entire wedding in two hours, including transporting all the guests on school buses that you got at the last minute. From I believe the quote was, you took us from dirt to dancing, and the guests thought it was all part of the plan. That is correct. So that's what the dad said, because at a point, um, he was still sure that this was going to go on, and then I had to have kind of the conversation that said, okay, we can stay here, and we can pretend that this is going to happen here in the mud, um, but the tent's not usable anymore, and... Um, People, you have a 1700s farmhouse, which is lovely, but tiny little rooms. So 180 people, we cannot serve a sit-down meal to anymore. We'd have to 
chop it up, put it on skewers, whatever we have, and then we're done in about an hour and a half. Um, or we can move it because uh, along with being in this business a long time is that you, you have colleagues, right? And Jean, you are one of my best resources. And so when I was uh, scurrying, looking to see what was in the area that could be available, you happen to have a contact that I was able to um, reach out to and we got space. So we actually moved China, silver, glassware. I mean, the rental company was gone. And everybody pitched in from from the porta potty person who really shouldn't have had to do anything, but he's like, I have a pickup to everyone moving everything from one location to another location. Um, and really the wedding just went off. I mean, we were 15 minutes late is all we were, which anybody that knows an event knows that that's uh, kind of what may happen anyway, right? So we were 15 minutes late at starting the reception. Um, and that was only because the buses took a little bit of time to get there because um, I had to close some roads to, to make that happen. Um, but working with police departments, working with, you know, Secret Service, when I've done things with um, high-end people that have needed Secret Service coverage, you know, working with local municipalities, trying to get those things solved, that's usually stuff that's not in the normal folks' day-to-day -day wheelhouse. That is very true. You know, having done events with you throughout the years, everything from the christening of ships to, you know, uh, high-end weddings to Indian weddings to corporate fundraisers, there are so many difficult things that we overcome and last-minute things that we overcome. And, you know, it, it's just amazing to see that no matter what happens, I can say to you, this just occurred, and you say, okay, we'll take care of that. You know, mm -hmm. really a tribute to what planners do and, and who they are. We say to clients all the time, if it looks effortless, we've done our job. Uh, you know, it's like anybody else. If it looks effortless, you've done your job. Nobody's job, none of, none of our jobs are easy, no matter what profession you're in, right? So. But for us, if it's all about the guest experience and the level of confidence that the client has. And those are the two things that have to be addressed. When it comes to dealing with all of the plethora of suppliers and professionals that it takes to pull off an event, that's what we do. We're the one that's your advocate. We're the one that's in there making sure that everything that you have um, contracted for happens as it should. Um, we make sure that people are in the right spot at the right time, providing the correct service. And that needs to be coordinated. If you're going to be the one, the point person doing that, you're not attending the event. You're the point person doing that. So it's a matter of what role you want to play. Um, and I say that all the time. You, you, you know, it, it's time or it's money. You're either spending the time or you're spending the money to make it happen. And that's that's your choice. Are there different levels of service that you provide, uh, you know, from somebody who wants to get all the bells and whistles right from the get-go to somebody who just needs a little assistance? Do you have different levels and scales of, of service? Sure. There are some people who just um, need a few hours of consulting at the front end to help them kind of 
get a plan and get over the hump and then they want to go do all the work. Um, there are a lot of clients that we have on the corporate side where we'll do a multi-city tour. You know, they're doing the same event in five or six cities across the country or they're doing something where they're taking a, um, a group out of the country to, to a place internationally. And because of the relationships that I have over the years and because of the um, associations that I have been part of um, in a meaningful way over so many years, there's places that I know. You know, we, it, it's just easy for us to, to help these folks. And so while it's, if you are located in Philadelphia and you know Philadelphia, well, okay, but maybe you need to do Chicago, Dallas, you know, LA and Denver, but maybe you don't know those cities. So we're the person that goes in and actually has um, relationships in those places that can help whomever the person is in Philadelphia that needs to, to do that. So it depends on, you know, what everybody's level of comfort is. And certainly you can have it from a little bit of consulting all the way through from, you know, to a, to a full scale um, contract. And that's really that service tier. We start with you at the beginning and we don't end with you till the end of the project. And some of those contracts are a couple of years long. You know, there are some um, large conventions and corporate things that are planned three and five years out. There are weddings that are planned two years out. So the relationship and the amount of time is great. The relationship is over a long period of time. The number of hours it takes, it, you know, is um, substantial. Even for just, you know, for a wedding, you're talking about the beginning to the end of a wedding could be over 300 hours. So if you just do the math, you know, that's how you get to a planner's contracting rate. Well, I and I know from doing weddings, there are a lot of what they call day of planners too, who just kind of come in and assist with keeping the timeline focused that day. And, you know, something that I find so important because as a caterer, I have a thousand moving parts on my own and I can't necessarily you know, hold the hand of a bride or a groom to make sure that details that are unrelated to me happen. Or, you know, I've been there and suddenly there's no floral and the wedding's starting in a half hour. And when mm -hmm. I ask, oh, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, how do I get, you know, those kind of things happen. So the day of planner, I, I know, is so key in making sure all those little details do occur. Uh, witnessed, you know, I've been to events where the officiant did not show up and, you know, the planner was able to overcome that. And we have a plan and no one knew uh, what occurred, you know, and, and, you know, the reality is the officiant or the planner actually went out, married the couple, kind of, sort of. And then when the officiant showed up a half hour later, took the bride and groom aside <laughs> privately and did that. Those are the things that thinking on your feet those type of scenarios. Can you uh, let our readers know about a few of, I guess, the war stories that, you know, would say, oh, yes, I need to hire a planner if things like that occur? Well, I think the thing that you have to realize from the very beginning, Gina, as you said, is keeping the clock, right? So the day goes very quickly. Um, I think especially on the on the wedding side, 
you know, you can get you can get your whole day set back by hair and makeup being late. And that girl's just kind of hanging around. You know, that's just it. So um, that day of person to help keep the clock, to help look at all the pieces that go in. And, and I have to tell you, I learned a long time ago that um, I do not have the ability to be in more than one place at one time, unfortunately. So um, people will say, oh, I need a day of planner, and I just need, you know, I just need a person here for, you know, my wedding is from, you know, 5 to 10, so I just need somebody here from, you know, 4 to 8, and I'm good for four hours. And I'm like, really? Okay, that's great. So, so at 9 o'clock when hair and makeup starts, and you're already late by noon, who's watching that clock? And if somebody is with one part of the couple, one half of the couple, um, somebody's got to make sure that the, the other group is on time as well. And then there's a place where a ceremony is going to occur. And who's watching that get set up and make sure that's being done on time. And then there's transportation from the hotel to wherever we're going. So who's watching? Because if you've ever been at the Ritz-Carlton on any given weekend, there's, you know, six trolleys lined up for six different events. It would be nice if the people that got on the trolley that you have are all going to your wedding. That would be that, that, that would, would be nice. That would be ideal, yes. I... It would be ideal. It would be ideal. And I usually tell them that the big mega bus with the six foot seven to seven foot guys is usually the visiting basketball team, so you should not get on that bus. Unless you want to go to, you know, the game. But we we try to get people in there and then they're setting up the reception. So this is all going on at the same time. How can you be one person and manage all that? So the one thing that we do at our company is we make sure we have enough folks on the team to have somebody at each of those points so that we're covering them. If I'm the only planner there and I'm with, um, you know, part of the couple, the bride or the groom or whomever, and I am arriving to the ceremony site or to the venue at the same time as the couple is, I can't affect any change. I can't advocate for that couple. I can't make sure that things are as they should be because I'm already too late. So it's really about having enough folks on the team to do that all day. And people do not understand, but just in a, on a wedding day, um, the lead planner probably has anywhere between a 15 and 18 hour day. I, and the rest of them are 12 hours. Two, two things that I think are very important. You know, one, you speak about timing all the time. And I tell brides and grooms all the time when we talk about timing that we're not talking six minutes or nine minutes. We're talking about three songs or two songs. And at the mm -hmm. end of a wedding, who doesn't want one more song? So the role of uh, keeping on time really just makes that wedding a little bit more memorable at the end rather than falling short on time. And the other thing is those details that you cover. I remember learning from you a long time ago as we were getting ready to do a ship's christening that you need to take a file and file the bottle of champagne a little bit before you smack it on the ship. Otherwise, it doesn't break. 
<laughs> Who would have thought a bottle of champagne hitting a steel hull? You would think it would break. It doesn't. So those details that you bring to the table that no one knows, I've now let out. And, you know, obviously we don't need to get you for the next ship christening, but, you know, uh, sort of this other, other, you know, details. So before we end, people going out there, how do we get hold of eventricity? How do we get hold of Phyllis Jablonowski and your team, which by the way, includes a floral division, so you do outstanding floral decor, everything like that, amazing decor. How do we get hold of you to uh, to plan our next events, to plan our corporate events, to plan our weddings and our social events? Well, you can reach out to me directly at PJ, which is pe- like peanut butter and jelly, at eventricity.net. Um, you can call us in our offices at 215-886. 0202 and myself or my associate Julia will be able to um, get you going and get you comfortable and that's really the basic thing we are here not to plan our wedding or to plan our corporate event we are here to plan yours we are here to make sure your event goes off exactly as you wish it to be with the result even better than what you thought And that's really where it is. And we want you to enjoy your guests. We want you to host graciously. We want you to have memories created that you're going to remember one way or another. (laughs) Sometimes the memories are about a 30-foot train sitting in a pumpkin carriage. But, um, you know, you're going to have those kinds of things. And we want you to to enjoy them and not worry about, you know, um, did the harpist make the right turn off of Lincoln Drive. You know, that's for us to worry about. Um, So hopefully we want you to be really present all the time at your event, whether it's for your wedding or whether it's about your company. Um, We want you to be present and and just experience everything that you can and let us handle the detail work, which I'm telling you, anybody who has planned one at the end will say, I had no idea it was so much work. All right. Thank you, Phyllis. So thank for you, Phyllis. Thank Always you so a pleasure much. to speak with you. And I look forward to our next adventure. Great. Thanks, Th- everybody. Have thank you, there. Phyllis. Thank you. We're, we're going to go to break and we'll be right back. Tune in to Dining on a Dime to hear from Gene Blum, our chef, educator, consultant, and historian. You can find him across social media at ibfoodie2 or Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com and you can also tune in to listen to Amaris Pollock and find her across social media at a-r-p-o-l-l-o-c-k-u-s at gmail.com and we're back Chef Gene let's talk cheesesteaks well what a wonderful opportunity it is to introduce a three-time wing bowl competitor finishing eighth, seventh, and sixth in three consecutive years as well as the creator of Curly's Creations Wing Sauces and Sauces and the owner of Curly's in Levittown, Pennsylvania, which, if you're not familiar, is an outstanding location for comfort foods, an incredible cheesesteak. Incredible. And creator of what I feel is one of the great cheesesteaks in the world, the Trenton, which is a... Massive cheesesteak with Cooper, uh, Sharp, lots of pork roll, and just 
a fabulous sandwich. Welcome, Michael. And we're going to go with Curly from now on because I don't know how many people actually know you as <laughs> Michael. But uh, welcome, Michael Sarian, a.k.a. Curly. Hey, thank you, guys. Really appreciate that. That was way too kind. So, Michael, how did you go from being a wing bowl competitor to, you know, owner of Curly's, one of the great uh, cheesesteak comfort food locations in the, in the area? That is the question, isn't it? I don't, I don't even have an answer for that, I'll be honest with you. Uh, just We just kept on cooking and um, figured that, um, you know, just do what we know how to do and cook food and one thing led to another. As far as the wing bowl goes, I mean, you know, we just did that just because it was it was free food. You didn't get to go eat a bunch of chicken wings. And, <laughs> you know, so that was fun. That was a good time there. So how did you get started? Like what, you know, when, when did you start? When did Curly's come about? Well, I started back in the 90s as far as that's when the Curly case started to uh, come around. That was the first time I did the wing bowl. And then um, I was just a cook. Uh, and then in 2006, we decided to put our line of wing sauces out there in the market. Um, and we promoted that for about four years. And then an opportunity came to open a little kitchen on top of the Knights of Columbus. Um, it was a good deal for us. It was a good deal for them. And so we just started operating out of the kitchen there, and we did that uh, for 11 years. Um, and then they shut down the building, basically, and we had to find our own location and got lucky enough to stumble upon this old um, Italian People's Bakery. Now it's a Checkers. Now it's a Curly's. I mean, was a Checkers, and now it's a Curly's. So it's kind of... Looks like a fast food place, but it's not. Okay, we cook everything um, as you order it, and um, that's that's really it. Well, I think a, a very important distinction for our listeners is while people, and in the city of Philadelphia with all the cheesesteak groups and everything going on, while people just go crazy for cheesesteaks, and your cheesesteaks are absolutely amazing, your real base is comfort food and your daily specials, whether they be stuffed peppers or meatloaf or your, I don't know, what do you have, like 13 different types of mac and cheese? Right. Uh, you know, your crab cakes on Fridays, which are just to die for. There's, you know, no filler. And, you know, it's all crab meat. Your Your specials when you do things are just truly comfort foods. And I don't want to say this to, you know, uh, you know, have you stop? But, folks, you eat at Curly's. You're literally getting two for one because the portions are so big. Yes, you can feed two people with one portion. Sorry, Michael, I'm going to probably hurt your business a little bit there. But you know, your your value is just the value amazing. is incredible. How do you do that? I mean, most people would never stay in business, and you keep going and growing. It's just amazing. Well, um, I've been a um, home cook all my life as far as comfort food cook. So um, when it comes to comfort food, that's what just comes naturally uh, to me. 
Uh, and since we were in a bar at the time, we decided to throw in the wings and the cheesesteaks. That was just a added bonus uh, to the menu. Uh, when we moved over to here, uh, we're doing a lot more wings and cheesesteaks than we were back then, and we're just incorporating a little bit of our comfort food as well. Uh, it just makes me happy, you know, as far as it fills my heart, okay, to prefer to uh, to prepare that food. Okay, so we'll, so that's why I do that. And as far as how we do it, I have no clue. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. We just, I, I guess it's volume. Okay, we do so much volume that it, uh, you know, makes up for, um, you know, uh, as far as the large portions. You do that. I, you know, when I go to your place, I, I eat and then I take home, you know, and I have a meal for another day. But what I find, you know, your sauces, your combinations, you know, so many hot sauces today are just overwhelmingly hot. You know, your, you know, sauces are really high in garlic. And and I'm, when I say garlic, I'm not talking garlic powder. I'm talking, you know, your food has chunks of garlic in it. For me, that's heaven. I love to go and do that and, and do all that. Um, you know, what what are the, the, the most common things people come to Curly's for? Uh, right now, it's the boneless wings, uh, the cheesesteaks, and our Popeyes. And Popeyes are served on Thursdays. Why do we get one free? And I've had your Popeyes. They are simply delicious. Uh, you know, growing up at, at my age, you know, Popeye's were something we got on a regular basis, you know, growing up, it brought yeah. back not only my, my childhood memories, but took it to a whole new level. Right. And I want to uh, just mention the fact that our sound technician, Brett is back there and he heard something about pot pies and I saw him <laughs> like raising the roof about that. <laughs> Jumping for joy. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, we're going to have to get no, you up to the studio or have to get you up to Curly's one day. And Absolutely. Try a lot of times people uh, people associate boneless wings as those frozen chunks that you get in the store and they're salty um, and sometimes mushy. Well, you know, we actually take the breast, we cut it down ourselves, dredge it, um, and we cook it. Uh, so it's really... It's a different beast. It's not just that that uh, frozen chunk meat that people think boneless wings. You know what I mean? Well, here, that's why we sell so much. Yeah, here, you know, on food farms and chefs, we do not promote things that we don't stand behind. Absolutely. And one of the things that I've witnessed firsthand, I've been to your location several times. Uh, I've seen the back of the house a little bit. Everything you do is made from scratch. You're not buying frozen chicken tenders. You're not buying, you know, pre-sliced cheese. You're you're slicing your meat. You're doing everything to order. You're making your pot pie sauce. You're you know you're doing everything right there. Your crab cakes. I watched you make them for a catering job, which is a whole different world. Curly's caterers. You know, it's really made from scratch and. 
kudos how you do it. I mean, so many people, your kitchen is not overwhelmingly big, and you get all that production done, and I know you're building on and doing more and, and doing things like that. What What's next? What, what, what do you got planned for the future? <laughs> well, um, hopefully we could uh, – we could acquire some more staff. I mean, we're still, you know, struggling every, like, like a lot of other businesses with staff. Um, but once we get a full house, I mean, uh, we, we actually just ordered our uh, food trailer. Uh, so that should be coming in hopefully by fall. And that'd be pretty cool, uh, to go and do, uh, you know, football parties, parties at, uh, businesses, um, whatever else we're going to do with that, you know, with the, the food trailer. So that'd be really fun. Um, I kind of lost track there. That's all, that's no, all that's all fine. I was going to say with, um, with throwing parties and, you know, your wings or whatnot, I want to mention too, that your sauces are so good that other restaurants actually purchase your sauces and have them, you know, for their menu items as well. Which is a huge testament to you know your your skill in the in the behind the scenes. Yeah, it is pretty cool actually. You know, now that I think about it, um, yeah, you know, a lot of um, local places um, and it's, and all down the East Coast, uh, you know, use our buffalo wing sauce uh, for pizzas and buffalo uh, buffalo chicken cheese steaks, and so it is pretty cool, huh? Yes, it really is. Your, so, your sauces, I have a couple that have been home. By the way, for anybody listening, you can order Curly's Creations. Actually, I think you can Google Curly's Creations and get his sauces and get them shipped to you, um, and they are outstanding. Anything with the name garlic in it, I really highly suggest. <laughs> okay. Recommended by Food Farms and Chefs. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, the buffalo garlic's really good. I like garlic myself. So in the month of July, or in the summer months now, I know you're closed on Mondays. Uh, what's on special for Tuesdays? Well, um, so Tuesday is our family meal rotation now. Uh, so we we rotate six or eight different different classics uh, each week. So this week we're doing stuffed peppers. Um, trying to remember what we did last week. Uh, but yes, it's, it's, so we're doing stuffed peppers this week and then we're going to be doing like jerk chicken and then we'll do stuffed shells, shepherd's pie. Nice. Um, so if you're tuning off too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, so if our listeners are tuning in, they're hearing this on Tuesdays so they can order their family meal. From yep. Curly's. Tuesday drive time. What about the meatloaf? You still doing that? That is in the rotation. Nice. As far as Tuesdays goes. Once we. Wonderful meatloaf. Reopen. Thanks. <laughs> um, once we reopen Mondays again, then it'll be back on Monday. Nice. Meatloaf Monday. Now, before we let you go and find out where everyone can, you know, find you on social media and on the web and your location, uh, I love, absolutely love uh, mac and cheese. And you had mentioned you had 13 different ones. Wow. What is your most popular mac and cheese? Um, I'd say 
the original, followed by the buffalo chicken, followed by the firecracker shrimp, uh, followed by the shrimp scampi. And then, of course, you have the bacon, the bacon cheeseburger. But I think the original one sells the most. And then the buffalo chicken is second. So how can people get hold of your business? How can they find you on social media? How can they call and place an order? Let us know how people can, our readers can call and, and get hold of you. All right. So on Facebook, Curly's Comfort Food uh, website, curliescreations.com. Uh, phone number direct is 267-639-0787. And you're located in Levittown, Pennsylvania uh, on Woodburn Road, if I'm correct. 1140 Bristol Oxford Valley Road. Woodburn's the crossroad, right next to Italian People's Bakery and H Mart. Great, great. It's the Checkers Building. Awesome. Looks like a Checkers, but it's not. And what are your hours? <laughs> um, right now, Tuesday through Thursday, eleven to eight. Friday, Saturday, eleven to nine. Sunday, ten to six. And for our readers who've heard some of our other shows concerning cheesesteaks, Curly's has ranked in the top ten of. Uh, the cheesesteaks from a recent survey for a group called Philadelphia Cheesesteak Tour. They're in the top 10. And Curly's was also there when we created the world's largest cheesesteak. They were participating. Thank you for that. Michael, thank you for being with us today, telling your story. And God bless you. Have a absolutely fabulous week. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S dot com. More information about the show, Amherst Pollock. You can find me on the web uh, on all social media under Amherst Pollock or AR Pollockus and email me directly at arpollockus at gmail.com. Chef Gene. You can find me across social media at ibfoodie2 or at Gene Blum. And you can also uh, email me directly at ibfoodie, the number two, at yahoo.com. We'll see you next week.